Hello and welcome to the new and improved Football Elitist podcast that is being rebranded to Fan the Flames football podcast um, that focuses in on the Liberty Flames football program um, and everything within it. Um, I wanted to have a uh, first podcast to kind of introduce any new listeners. Um, We didn't have a very big audience to begin with, um, but I really wanted to... um, get something out there that uh, is explaining what I want to do with this podcast. Um, and that starts with this. Uh, so where have I been? Uh, let's start. Uh, well, I'm saying a lot of us because it's it's been a frustrating time uh, just going through life. And I'm getting to the point where I think I'm ready to start recording again. I really love podcasting. I really enjoy doing this, but I never really had a niche. The previous podcast was more about recruiting. It was kind of, you know, NFL, more of NFL draft, if anything. And I would always get this itch to want a podcast right around January. We're a month early this year um, in December. But I would always get this itch, like I really want to talk about the the different draft um, prospects for the upcoming year and get into draft season with, you know, the bowl games starting up. And then right out of that, then you get the all-star games. And then after the all-star games, you get the combine. And then after the combine, you get uh, pre-draft workouts with uh, NFL NFL teams inviting these players that they're interested in to getting uh, a little bit more extra uh, extra feel with them, and you know, then you have the pro days and such as well with that. And you know, it's all that in the same period, and it goes so fast. And you know, the NFL draft is so much fun. Uh, it's fun to watch and I will continue to make NFL draft videos because, um, this podcast is going to go towards more Liberty Flames football, but I do want to still have some football features because even though I love the Liberty Flames football team, I am passionate about that. I still follow Penn State football very heavily. I still follow the Buffalo Bills still very heavily. Um, I just think that I wanted to focus in and get on a subject um, that isn't very popular right now because we're a growing fan base as Liberty Flames football fans. We just started in the FBS not too long ago. Um, There's only a few different Flames podcasts out there. There's the Flame Central podcast with um, the Flame Central crew that I listen to weekly every Monday um, that I enjoy but they don't do what I want to do <laughs> and not even a sea of red, which is another podcast that I listen to with Chad and John. Um, fantastic, big fans of theirs, um, that they do. And I'm very thankful that they have something cause it gives me something to read. Um, that it gets me interacted with, uh, the flames program. And I wanted to do something different and that's more focused in on what they're doing, but also at the same time, uh, and having another voice, but also at the same time, the recruiting aspects. And I've always had a passion for recruiting, and I want to be able to uh, talk with these players. 
um, and get a chance to put myself in a position to talk with these incoming commit, uh, committed players and people who are uh, these guys that are signing for the team. And uh, I just really wanted to get involved in that. Um, and that means giving info on these guys, giving these guys a little bit of a platform uh, when it comes to uh, just having a voice. That is my goal with this podcast because it's a growing fan base. The Flames fan base is growing um, very slowly um, at times, it seems like, but it's actually growing pretty rapidly um, when you look at the big picture. Um, the school is growing. The student body's only getting bigger every year. And next year, it's leading into the biggest home slate of all time. There, you know, you're hosting the BYU and and Virginia Tech, um, uh, and you know, it, it's just it's a very exciting time to be a Flames football fan. And I already know a lot of the news that's been going on right now. Uh, I'm going to save that for the episode that I'm going to record Wednesday afternoon. But I want to get this podcast out early. It's going to be a very short one. Um, I'm going to continue to talk probably for another 15 minutes. And I want to have something of a base ground to tell you what this is going to be all about. Because it's going to be about Flames football. But it's also going to be about the NFL. I'm going to talk some of them about that. I want to follow some of these guys that are heading off into the draft as Liberty continues to push out players who are worthy of at least getting camp invites. Um, you look at, uh, you know, AB last year, Anthony Butler, the linebacker. He was the only one that declared for the draft after transferring from Charlotte. He had a couple of different camp invites, one of them most notably with the Colts. And he had a couple other looks elsewhere, uh, but uh, inevitably he just didn't, you know, make it. Um, and that's tough when, you know, it's a COVID season, you know, they're only keeping and they're kind of staying familiar. Um, and, you know, it, even though it wasn't as COVID involved as last year, it still had um, some implications from that. So... I want to be able to follow guys like, of course, Malik uh, and his draft process. And I don't have any inside sources to anything, but I am someone who's a season ticket holder who really enjoys and I like to follow all the recruiting. And um, I want to do the same uh, for the guys who are also leaving and keeping up with them. Um, I, a Sea of Red does it very well. But I, I want to do it a different way and have another voice and another option um, because, you know, I have some time on my hands and I, I enjoy doing this. This is the one thing uh, as I've moved on from different fandoms, it, it's the one thing that I've kind of started, you know, having a little bit more investment and in being a season ticket holder and, you know, being right here in Lynchburg is another thing. Uh, and I don't know if that will stop <laughs> and I don't think it will stop after I leave. So that's really what I want to do with this podcast is, uh, look at all aspects of flames football. Um, I don't want to be someone who's very critical. Uh, I've put myself in position as, uh, a former athlete before where, uh, I could understand how that uh, can be very frustrating. Um, not that anybody in the Flames beat is really frustrating to deal with, um, from what I know. But 
and to be honest, they're very welcoming. Um, I just saw a tweet the other day um, with someone decommitting, and the fan base was fantastic. The way that a sea of red reacted to it was fantastic. Um, you know, uh, kids change their minds. <laughs> kids, they decommit. Um, and it's funny saying it kids because I'm only 26, going to be 26, and, you know, <laughs> they're not much younger than me. But that's what happens when you're an 18 year old. You know, you don't know where you're gonna go. You just you think maybe this. I mean, look at Quinn Ewers for example, how he uh, went from Ohio State, had this big deal. Now he, after decommitting from Texas just a year ago, he's now recommitting as a transfer quarterback from Ohio State. People uh, they change their minds. We're humans, and we have to sometimes do what's best for us. Um, Bo Nix just recently is going to be moving on from Auburn and he is someone who is um, an Auburn legacy quarterback his father also quarterbacked at Auburn so you know things happen (laughs) and you know things change Um, it could be a hint that you know maybe uh, the Flames decided to go elsewhere with some of their offensive tackles uh, prospects um for example that it was Bryce Dixon who could decommit it and um you know I wish him all the best and I hope that he finds some place where he can play right away and he feels comfortable and uh gets a chance um so that's that's the that's one of the news um he wasn't the only one that has decommitted in the past uh you know three months four months that happens, um, and I, I want to be able to come at it with a perspective that encourages these players to um, uh, choose for themselves. So that's when it comes to that type of stuff. I don't want to get into that because this is going to be a lot of recruiting. Um, there's a lot of – I'm not associated with Rivals or 247 Sports – I follow a lot of those different podcasts, especially Penn State's recruiting. And I would like to be somewhat, even though I'm not a natural national scout, someone who can uh, talk about these players and give them kind of an, give the give the fans some type of evaluation because recruiting is my passion. There was at one point where I really wanted to be a recruiter um, and things change, life changes. You know, I just – I didn't see myself traveling the country um like some of these guys do for liberty for example i mean coach you freeze um last week uh and the week before was all over the country scattered about trying to get recruits in before uh the bowl game coming up saturday and i just want to be able to talk about these players because it gets me excited um i love seeing uh kids who who are passionate about football who want to play for my favorite team um, because that's what Liberty is becoming is my favorite team. And there's going to be aspects of that, but like I said, I want to follow along with Malik. Uh, I think Josh Mack has a chance to get in the NFL. Skyler Thompson's another one um, He's who's a senior who gave it a chance. Um, even uh, I think Treadwell might declare. I think he has one more year. I can't remember who was all uh, who all walked out for senior night against Army um, or senior day rather. Uh, but 
you know, I want to be able to follow even AGG when he continues to play for WFT um, and uh, Washington football team. And I want to be able to follow uh, Elijah Benton. I I believe he just signed somewhere. Um, He's a former safety who played in last played in 2019 with AGG. And I want to follow some of these guys careers. That's what the purpose of this podcast is. And also, of course, evaluating. I want to talk about depth charts. I want to talk about position battles. Um, I don't really have quite the inside sources as a Sea of Red, for example, or Damien Sordelet, who is one of the guys who works for uh, the News in Advance. And, you know, even some of the guys who work for LU Champion that I could shout out as well. I don't know any of these guys personally, but I know them through Twitter. And um, I've seen their stuff and I enjoy reading their stuff uh, that they post and their articles and their insights um, and listening to the podcast. Um, so it's a Sea of Red, um, Flame Central podcast. And then there's uh, Nick Pierce and Pat Kelly, Pat Kelly, former Liberty legend um, who, you know, they, they podcast during the season every Thursday they or Friday they drop it. Um, and it's it's always a great listen great perspective especially for someone who's a former former liberty football player i can't speak for that um but uh i'm i'm really excited um to do this podcast it's very unique to me um because i just became a liberty flames fan just a couple years ago and that's because i moved down here in 2019 August of 2019 to get my MBA and when I did that I also moved into the Flames ticket office for a brief moment I had been previously working for St. Bonaventure University in their ticket office for men's basketball and you know I didn't know too much I knew some of the football players in the past like Rashad Jennings, Josh Woodrum and some other different players I had followed uh, the team as they went through the playoffs and then they lost to Villanova and I followed some of the other uh, different teams throughout the years didn't realize that Hugh Freeze was hired as a head coach until I moved here um, just because I didn't really know too much Uh, I I knew Turner Gill Um, he was uh, UB, former UB coach, University at Buffalo. So I knew about him, and then he went to Kansas, of course, and then and eventually ended up at Liberty. So I knew about him, but I didn't. So I thought coming down here, I was like, "Oh, Turner Gale, cool." And then I looked it up, and I was like, "Oh, he's Hugh Freeze." So it wasn't really necessarily until I moved down here. It was like when I first got accepted into the grad program here at Liberty. And then I graduated in 2020, and now uh, fell in love with the area, hang around here, working um, at a local business, um, and as a salesperson. So that's that's fun. So I talk a lot, so that's why I like to have um, a podcast, and that's why I'm a salesperson. So that's really about it when it comes to who I am and where this podcast is going. I really want to, um, focus in on Liberty and not so much on the broad genre of football podcasts. And I didn't want to do 
NFL draft podcast because there's tons of those as well. So I decided to have an epiphany <laughs> and just say, hey, like, I only really follow um, Liberty anymore. Uh, I still watch a lot of college football every Saturday when it is the season, uh, especially bowl season I really love. I try to watch every bowl if I can. And I still follow Penn State through and through. I love following their recruiting. And I'll follow other top programs as well in their recruiting and top recruits. And I'll try to watch maybe a few top high school games if they're on ESPN. But, I mean, I, I'm i not the way that I used to be. I used to pull out film and watch, like, specific NFL draft prospects and go through and watch. And I mean, I still rewatch some games for the fun of it. It's more like condensed highlight games. But I still like um, to do the, you know, watching film and such. But I want to focus more on Liberty at this point. I want to see... You know, who is uh, potential NFL prospects? Why does that matter? Because NFL prospects matter when it comes to recruiting because that shows you can develop players to the next level. And that's important for better recruits to come to a school. Yes, winning does help. But Malik Willis, him just leaving for the NFL next year, I mean, and Antonio Gandy-Golden when he left for the NFL, um, yeah, I mean, he had to because he had no more eligibility, unlike Malik. But when he left, he, you know, brought some credibility to the school. There was a whole feature on him um, when it came to the NFL draft about how he can just pick up anything and just be great at it. And that's important. Things like that, is, as silly as people think that is, it's just truth. And, yeah, winning does matter. You want to win ball games. But this year, like, for example, the 7-5 and five season didn't really matter. And that's how we're going to segue into this. We're not going to give a full reaction of um, the season because I want to talk more about college and NFL. Um, but the 7-5 and five season wasn't really that bad. I'll tell you guys that straight up, it really wasn't that bad. We had a very tough schedule, and everybody expected 10-1. and one. I want to get more deep into that when I have the more Liberty Flames-centric podcast. This is going to be more of a college and NFL and then a reintroductory. We already went through the reintroductory. I might even add more to that. However, there is something about this season that has still been special for the Liberty Flames. And part of that is having the development of multiple different players that could be going to the NFL outside of Malik. And we'll get deeper into that as the draft comes. And um, hopefully, I know Malik's already gotten the senior bowl invite, but we could see um, some other players within the program get an East Shrine, East-West Shrine Bowl and maybe even uh, the NFL PA Collegiate Bowl, which are two other all-star games. They're not as prestigious but they still matter because there's NFL scouts there and former NFL coaches or current NFL coaches coaching so that matters what also matters is there was a ton of development within this program this year that people do not realize and that has been spectacular to watch everybody thinks you know I I was even kind of guilty at it begin at the beginning of the season you know I thought, oh, wow, 
look at the schedule. We can beat this team. We can beat this team. We already beat Syracuse last year. What's who's to say? We, the only teams that I was kind of skeptical on were Louisiana and Ole Miss, two teams we ended up losing against. I thought we could beat Syracuse. I, I definitely thought we could beat ULM, and I thought we could beat Army. Um, but I mean, other things happened. <laughs> so I mean. Nothing you can do about it now. It's time to focus on Eastern Michigan. So that's my reaction to the Flames season. Just a little bit of bits and pieces. The first episode of the Liberty Flames podcast, of the Fan fan the Flames football podcast to be specific. Um, that's going to be Liberty Flames football focus is what I'm trying to get at. Is going to be focused on the Eastern Michigan game, going over Eastern Michigan, talking about the depth chart, talking about what type of things we I want to see out of Liberty and possibly like, you know, I can already hint one at you. One of them is in the running back room. I want to see something out of that running back room. And we'll get to that in the next episode. Another thing is I want to focus in on signing day. Signing day is just literally two days away. It's on the 15th of December and early signing day is important. I really enjoy it. There's a ton of uh, transfer portal commitments that are huge that the Flames have already gotten. We'll go over those, and we'll go over the uh, the just the high school verbals as well. Well, there'd be commitments or signings at that point. Uh, so I'm I'm really excited. I'm really excited uh, for that podcast. But I just wanted to have a react reactionary podcast to some of the things that have transpired throughout the college football and NFL season and we're going to start it off with just a few different things Bryce Young Alabama they're the same team um, as last year uh, in the sense of they're still the superpower that everybody expected them to be and people are going to point to a few different games with Auburn and Florida and the loss of Texas A&M but I mean, Alabama is still Alabama, and Bryce Young is special. Uh, I mean, it's it's just sometimes hard to come to terms with. And simple as that, Georgia isn't as good as everybody thought they were going to be. Um, yeah, that's a overreaction towards the SEC championship. But I mean, it's just truth again. I I don't know. I don't know if they can beat Michigan. I don't know. Um, but I think they will, but I, I just, and I think they'll prove me wrong, but I just, uh, it's really hard for me to see them beat Michigan because I think Michigan's a lot better than people are giving them credit. They've only lost to Michigan State, and, you know, it's not like they lost to them like how Georgia lost to Alabama. Alabama really put on the put on a show against Georgia. And then you got Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati will at least push Alabama a little bit, but I think in the end it's probably going to be either Alabama, Georgia, or Alabama, Michigan. But it's good that Cincinnati finally got in because we needed a group of five team to represent teams within the group of five <laughs> and even though they're technically not going to be a group of five team here very soon I think that they'll end up uh, getting to the big 12 um, that there's even a possibility they might push for the big 12 next year 
I don't think it's going to happen, but it's still a possibility. So there's a chance that Cincinnati's already the Big 12 representative. And if I'm a Big 12 remaining member who is not obviously, you know, Texas or Oklahoma, I'm cheering hard for Cincinnati. If I'm BYU, I'm cheering hard for Cincinnati. Houston and UCF as well. Uh, I mean, UCF, they can be salty about how they didn't make it, but I would be cheering for Cincinnati. I would be cheering for Cincinnati if I was a UCF fan. It's just just as simple as that. I know that they're kind of like conference rivals and they're going to continue to be conference rivals, but that's important for their reputation as a conference. Big 12, even though they've had some representation with Oklahoma, they have not represented the Big 12 very well, and they've gotten a lot of blowouts. So this is big. But the college season was fantastic. It really was. There's a lot of great upsets. My favorite upset being, of course, Texas A&M over Alabama at home, which was just, I mean, it shook the college world. And I'm excited to see uh, what kind of upsets we'll see in the bowl season. Um, I'm very excited about multiple different bowls, uh, including, of course, Penn State, Arkansas. I think that's a great matchup. Um, the low key, really fun one that unless you're in North Carolina or South Carolina or one of the fans of these two teams is North Carolina, South Carolina. It's, it's, uh, it's a fun little border rivalry and it's something that, I mean, I, I, it's just, it's just really fun. I'm not even from North Carolina or South Carolina. I'm excited to see how Sam Howell does. I think Doty will get the quarterback. Uh, spot for South Carolina in that game. Um, I I don't really think he's that great, but it's something uh, to watch. Uh, Sam Howell, uh, really, his draft stock has plummeted. I have him as the sixth best quarterback in this year's draft. So, and he was at one point in my top two, and I spoke very highly of him. I just don't know if I trust him. So that's going to be fun. And then one of my other favorite uh, games that's kind of low-key, I think it's this. It's either this Saturday or next Saturday. I think it might be this Saturday. Uh, it's Marshall and Louisiana. That's a low-key, really good game, and a game between uh, two future conference mates who could possibly be playing in a conference championship in the Sun Belt in the next few years. So I'm really excited to see that. But those are just some off the top of my head. I would get more deep into the Penn State season, but I just wanted to go over a brief overview. I plan on having a final recap of just the college football season um, after the national championship game, and that will be in this. Um, Even though this is a Liberty Flames podcast, I still want to be able to talk about everything else um, because I think it's needed. Um, And it's nice to have... Um, a little bit and be able to talk about that stuff, uh, especially during the off season and talk about maybe the transfer portal and just little things that could affect uh, college football as a whole. And I do want to talk a little about the NFL. 
Um, my biggest statement is just comes off the top of my head. I'm not a fan of taunting and I don't think there's very many fans that are, it's ruined the game for me. Uh, it's been very tough to watch some NFL games. I think it's been better in the past few weeks. Uh, but I mean, the refs as a whole just have not been great as per usual in the NFL college refs seem to be more consistent week to week than the NFL, which is sad because one is a college game with multiple different refs and many, many games spread out between three different divisions, division one, actually four division. If you count the FCS and FBS, you know, being separate in the division one. And then on top of that, you know, these guys are professionals, the, the, the NFL refs, like they are, they're getting paid quite a bit of money to, to be refing these games. Uh, yeah, college refs get some money, but not quite, um, unless it's like Alabama LSU compared to the NFL. And even at that, I don't think it's comparable. Um, I'm not really sure with ref salaries, but I mean, at the end of the day, it is at the professional level. You're refing people who are getting paid tons of money. Not every player is getting paid on every Saturday for college football. Everybody is getting paid to play on Sundays. <laughs> so that's a big difference. And that is really, really sad. Um, and it's been rough. Uh, and people could say why, because the Bills have lost five, six games now. Uh out of the year and you guys are going to blame the refs now it's it's not just that it's just been really bad throughout the nfl and i haven't heard just only the bills fans talking about i'm talking about the over overall nfl fan base and i'm not even an nfl guy anymore um i don't really do fantasy very often i don't really care i don't really pay attention to all that stuff i do it for i do have one league where i do it with friends and i hardly paid attention to it this year and then on top of that, I mean, I watch the Bills games anymore. That's about it. I don't watch. And I have the Sunday ticket, thankfully, through my parents. And I still don't watch the games. So, I mean, I did early on because I missed football and I missed seeing fans in the stands and such. But after a while, it just is like, eh, it just doesn't really get me that excited about, you know, waking up. And I'll watch the Bills game. And, I mean, I hardly watched yesterday's game against the Buccaneers. So if that says anything, and I get it, it was a blowout for a little while. So, um, but I wasn't even excited. I actually kind of forgot that the game was at four rather than one. So I thought I was going to miss the game because I had already had plans from one on. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I guess I'm going to be able to watch it. Uh, and I did, and it, it, it was frustrating, but you know, it is what it is. But what, what really frustrates me is just bad football. I don't like seeing uh, teams that don't execute. Um, that's what really separates NFL teams from one another is execution and coaching, uh, play calling. Uh, it's not like in college where there's a talent disparity. Um, it's really just execution and how well you play as a team. And that's the beauty of the NFL. That's why people like the NFL. Um, but it's just sad when you see poor football, especially from teams like the Bills, that uh, have a Super Bowl caliber roster, excuse me, and it's just been very difficult to watch every Sunday. So that's really a lot of my thoughts on the NFL in college. Um, I could go deeper, but I'd rather save it for maybe at the end of the season. I just want to throw all this in because this is kind of reintroductory to the new podcast, and I'm going to be recording the the fans uh fan the flames football podcast got to get that down uh 
FTF football podcast. And that's going to be recorded Wednesday, probably later that evening because I want to make sure all the signings go through. And I want to discuss that. But I also want to discuss Eastern Michigan and who are their players to look out for. I have watched a little bit of Eastern Michigan. I try to watch a little bit of Mac. It's kind of hard because Tuesdays and Wednesdays aren't really the best days of the week for me to watch football, especially when I already spend enough time watching them on Saturdays <laughs> um, and even the Thursday and Friday night games. The Eastern Michigan football team is uh, the Flames' first ever FBS win back in 1989. So that's got a little bit of history. Um, I don't think they've played since. I would have to double check on that. But I'll get more in-depth in that um, as I do a little bit more research on both the Eastern Michigan team and what we can expect out of the keys to the game for the Flames. And, um, you know, I'm not going to always record this by myself. I'm looking to also reach out to some of the athletes as well and some people who are in the Liberty community to be guest stars on this, maybe from a a sea of red. So shout out to them. And, uh, you know, some of the other Liberty fans, I'd like to hear their voices as well. And maybe like zoom them in or Skype them in. However, however, we're going to be able to do that. That would be great. If it's in person, that'd be great too. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be a fun time. Um, excited to really get this out there and this is kind of reintroduction to who I am um, I'll quickly just say you know I'm someone who uh, has loved football their entire lives um, I love talking about it I've loved talking about it since I was a kid I was the type of kid that when I was 10 years old yeah I played some uh, I played like Madden and all that good stuff cool but I was also doing mock drafts for fun like legit <laughs> I was doing mock drafts for fun and back then I didn't have access to YouTube and I would just watch games and then I would watch like Mel Kuyper and um, some of the different draft junkies Mike, Mike Mayock was another one um, before he's now a GP, GM for the Raiders and you know I just would watch all that I'd watch NFL Network I would watch what they would say and have my own interpretation and um, it's just been a lot of fun uh, throughout life and it's brought a lot of joy to my life and I played a lot of football as a kid I played all throughout um, and dabbled a little bit at the D3 level not too much so uh, that's a different story for a different time Um, but made some great friends throughout all levels and um, still have great friends that I can connect through football and it's great conversation. My dad and my, uh, my mother are both huge football fans. My sister is, um, most of my family on my dad's side is huge football fans. And then my late grandfather who just passed away was a huge Bills fan. Um, and he, him and I would watch Bills games together and, uh, it was just it was just a good time uh but uh yeah it that's really the direction and that's who i am Uh, i don't really talk too much on twitter but things are going to change now with this podcast i've tried to keep it quiet i kind of just like tweets because i'm not a huge fan of twitter um people can get very very salty and very uh derogatory on twitter and i just I, i don't know and people just like they get like oh geez talk about my team and then like people hide behind like stan accounts 
like it's it's just it's just weird like like Lamar Jackson Stan account and it's like then they're just all they talk about is Lamar and like how this needs to happen or like even with like Josh Allen you know Josh Allen's I think looks good in shorts or whatever uh, not podcast but uh, Twitter handle or something like that it's like Ugh, it's just it's tough for me to really get excited about uh you know talking about and you know tweeting about it it, it gets really difficult but i think now since i've kind of found my niche and this is it you know liberty flames uh football podcast called fan the flames football podcast um we're working on the name i came up with that on the last moment the old podcast name was the football elitist podcast i really love that name i love the football elitist because it's kind of mocking myself um because i used to be a little bit too cocky and then sometimes um oh someone called me a football elitist or whatever and (laughs) i kind of just took it and ran with it more of a ironic uh view to it so uh yeah i mean i i I, a lot of things have humbled me throughout the years i've grown up and uh, now i just passionately love uh the flames and uh penn state and the lions as well and the bills um those are my three main teams and uh you know but this is going to be focused on that and then we'll talk about the draft when the draft comes around and i want to talk about the college uh season when college season comes back around next year and i want to talk about the flames uh when they're their second signing period but the first the next podcast you'll hear me talk about like i said the upcoming bowl game and then flame signing day and i look forward to that i rambled on a little bit too long we're looking at probably around 38 minutes here um and you know i'm excited to get back into this um and i really think it'll be a fun time and i hope that you guys enjoy it and you guys can join me in the conversation and hopefully some of y'all can hop on and i can take on some voicemails and some questions and such um that would be a lot of fun so thank you for listening and i hope that you have a great day and go flames <laughs>